Welcome to the Moms on the Level podcast, brought to you by Next Level Moms, real, authentic, honest conversations about being a mom and more. And here's your host, Faye Morgan. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening today. We have a first-time guest joining us, and I could not be happier about getting to spend time with her today. Please welcome my friend, Michelle Montenegro, to Moms on the Level. Thank you, Faye. It's good to be here. Yes. And also with us is my other sweet friend, Amy Ellis. Hi, Faye. Hey, Michelle. Hi, Amy. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Okay. So um, we're going to jump into here um, in a minute. But first, um, Michelle, tell us a little bit about yourself because you're a first-time guest. Sure. So I've been working in the field of psychology since 1996 and have been independently licensed clinician since 2002. Currently, I own Arcadia Counseling and Consulting. My practice is faith-based. I meet with Christians and non-Christians, and I specialize in treatment with a high-functioning anxious person, trauma, parenting, and since the pandemic, resilience. I truly believe my career is my calling and what I love most is helping people find and resolve the root of what's keeping them stuck or troubling them. I humbly get to witness shame become love, anxiety and fear become peace, sadness become joy, and trauma become empowerment. I'm a natural listener and I like, it's like this intuitive art to me which means I'm not a talker. So whether a podcast or any other speaking event, I have to push myself out of my comfort zone. For the past few years, I've been feeling the Holy Spirit's prompting to do more professional speaking engagements and writing. That leads me to think I've been doing all this listening for 20 years. So I guess I must have something to share. Oh, I love that. And um, I'm glad that you mentioned um, 20 years, because that is one of the reasons that I am so happy to have her because she has been a close personal friend of mine, that meaning Michelle, for over 20 years. So um, I love her dearly. She's super deep and Mm -hmm. I'm super excited to get into this. Um, Amy and I have been wanting to record an episode on self-care, soul, soul care, if you will. And we are so grateful to get to spend time with Michelle to get some insight on this hot topic. So this episode is titled Powered by God, and it was given to Michelle by God. So Michelle, tell us what it means to be powered by God. Yeah. So a while back, I was reading Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. For those that don't know, he's a 20th century Irish writer, although assumed to be English, and he's likely best known for his children's books, The Chronicles of Narnia. Have you two heard of them? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And watch the movies. Oh, good for you. So in Mere Christianity, he wrote, man invented an engine to run on petrol, which in America we, we call gasoline. Man invented an engine to run on petrol. God created man to run on himself. God created man to run on God. So I was really drawn to this statement when I read it. So I started to reflect and dig deeper. I didn't know what petrol was at the time. So one day when I was taking a walk with my husband, I was asking him 
about that. He's way more mechanically inclined, inclined than I am. Um, and we were talking about oil and gasoline and he kind of suggested, cause I kept thinking about oil and asking him questions about oil. And he suggested that I just let it go, but something just kept me drawn to the notion of oil. So then like we left and since then I've been reading a little bit more about petrol, oil, gasoline, and how a car works. Um, and I began to expand the metaphor. So powered by God is an expanded metaphor on what C.S. Lewis first wrote in Mere Christianity. We know an engine is what makes our vehicle move. We're going to refer to man as cardia. Today, when we think of cardia, we might think of the medical terms such as cardiac, cardiovascular, or cardiologist. It refers to the heart. And this is spelled C-A-R-D-I-A. But I'm referring to the Greek spelled K-A-R-D-I-A, like in my company. So doing a Greek word study, we learn that cardia is used figuratively in scripture to refer to the center of human life. It's here where we hold our desires, passions, purpose, emotions, character, intellect, and spiritual life. Man invented an engine. God created the cardia. I knew that an engine needed oil. And I learned that without it, your car will run maybe 15 to 30 minutes, but ultimately it will quickly destroy itself. I believe like it literally combusts. Cardia requires faith. We have learned that in the beginning in the garden of Eden, we destroyed ourselves trying to be our own masters. We bought into the fact that we could run without what we were designed to need. Given our understanding of time, it might be like 15 minutes when we think of eternity, right? So let us focus on faith and oil for a minute. We'll start with oil. Oil over time is infested with dirt, which speeds up the process by which the engine parts wear down. You'll see your vehicle's fuel economy decrease you'll smell burning and your engine will start overheating. Faith over time becomes infested with the world. Life happens, adversity strikes, our emotions fluctuate, priorities shift, and we are bombarded with worldly matters. We feel worn, we become burnt out, we become less patient, less kind, maybe less giving, worried, or stressed, and the list can go on. Changing the oil removes impurities that would damage the engine. Faith requires choice to remove the impurities in our lives that damage the cardia. So faith requires choice to remove the impurities in our lives that damage the cardia. Now, back to the original quote, almost. Man invented an engine to run on gasoline. God created the cardia to run on himself. 
without gas, a car will show signs of fuel starvation. So before the car stops running, it may sputter and stall, have intermittent power surges, and may backfire. This requires us to take action and consistently fill our car up with gas. Choosing faith requires action. Consistently filling our cardia requires us to choose to daily turn to God again and again and again. It means recognizing that we can't do life on our own and then making an intentional choice. This is what self-care, soul care, or cardia care is about, whatever you want to call it. This is where we continually fuel up on God by following the greatest teacher known to man. We put all our trust into Christ, not sitting back and doing nothing. We are becoming by taking action. That is what powered of God is powered by God is. Wow. That is awesome. I I just totally love that analogy. And it's so easy for us to use, especially as Americans, because we all have cars, most of us do. (laughs) So or we see them, or we ride in them. But um, so Michelle, I want to ask you, how do we go about doing this? Yeah. So I found that many people don't know how to do that. So that's a good question. Um, they find it difficult to do and they find it difficult to implement in their lives. So this past year, I developed a daily self-care guide and checklist using a weekly form. I think I've shared that with you outside of this podcast. Um, But what's different about what I developed is that it does have a spiritual component to it. Unlike a lot of, you know, let's say the secular ones that you might see that are out there. Um, so Faye, a question for you. What do flight attendants tell passengers before takeoff? Um, they tell them that they should put on their oxygen mask and you do that first and then you help somebody else. That's right. So when they're going over the emergency instructions, right? So Christian self-care is about the kingdom of God. A lot of people feel like it's selfish, but it's really not selfish because when we're continually and on a regular basis, giving all of our lives over to the Lord to refresh and refuel, that's biblical. Yeah. It's biblical because Amy, what's the first commandment? Um, the first commandment is to not worship any other gods besides right. the Lord. And the second commandment is not to make any idols. Exactly. So that means like, also when I think of the first commandment too, I think love the Lord, your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's not just like something that's cognitive, like we're doing it with our, our whole being. Mm -hmm. And I think oftentimes people will get like stuck in a rut and will feel like, um, things are stale and they're just going through the motions. And that's when we might need to change some of our self-care tactics up. Um, A while back, I uh, read a study called the nun study that made me want to learn more about the lives of nuns. And one of the things that I love that they refer to is their daily schedule and they call it rhythms of their day. 
So I propose that we do rhythms and our busy lives, because unlike nuns, we have family, husbands, maybe children, jobs outside of, you know, God. Um, so what do rhythms of our day look like? We can set a timer or an alarm. I guess an alarm is a better better way to say it. Set an alarm maybe for three times a day. And in those three times a day, we can pause. We can pray for two minutes. We could just say Jesus. We could say, Jesus, I love you. We could just look outside our window and enjoy nature and enjoy God's creation just as a way to connect. We can pause through part of our day and just offer him the rest of our day. For me, it would be my sessions with my clients, my time with my kids or my husband. We can read scripture. We can memorize scripture. We can paste uh, or tape scripture to our mirrors in our bathroom and say it to ourselves while we brush our teeth. All those things are quick ways to help power our cardio by God. Okay. So what I hear you saying is it doesn't have to be complicated or difficult or something that is just overwhelming or another thing to do. It can be built into your natural rhythms. So if you're in the car line a lot, maybe take the time then instead of um, checking emails or texts, which I was totally guilty of, maybe <laughs> just sit in the car quietly or just put worship music on. So um, whatever your rhythm is, if if your kids go to school, then maybe, and as you drop them off, maybe at that time, find a way to just have those quiet moments. So Amy, um, anything that you want to contribute of stuff maybe that you've done? Cause I, I know, and I, I don't want to put her on the spot. She just loves Jesus so much. Amy, <laughs> tell us how you do it. Tell us how no. you do it, Amy. Well, I love this. And actually I've been listening to mere Christianity recently. And I, I heard that, that quote that, um, that he has in there that God, wait, say it again. The, the quote again, the quote man from, invented an engine yes. to run on petrol and God created man to run on himself. Yes. God created man to run on himself. And I had never thought about that before. Like in that way, I guess, as we would look at gas to run our cars. So like, I just think it's so cool how you've expanded it a bit to, um, just to make it more practical, I think, and, and more applicable to, to our lives today. Um, and I just love, I love the ideas of rhythms. I mean, they say, if you do something enough times, it becomes a habit. And so, and then it's something that you just, you do. And I think that's very true. And I think having clear, um, you know, direction and clear, I don't know what it is like, like you said, 
setting a, an alarm and doing this, you know, having something I can clearly easily do. And uh, I've been learning recently how important it is for us to take those moments of calm and quiet and silence anytime that we can, because not only is it good for us in that moment, but it helps us when we go to pray or when we go to worship the Lord um, in other ways that it, it draws our hearts to him even more because we've taken time to be silent before. And we've taken time to just slow down and enjoy, like you said, looking out the window, enjoying the Lord in that way. Um, you know, encouraging someone, enjoying the Lord in that way, doing something that, you know, taking a moment to write a letter of encouragement to someone that mm -hmm. is something that you can do to like, as an outpouring of what, of what you have in your heart, you know, a letter to someone who maybe doesn't know the Lord of just encouragement or, you know, sharing the Lord with them or writing a letter of thank of thankfulness for someone that did something for you. I mean, just, I think we're out of the habit of connecting with people in that way. And so, you know, pouring out what God's put in your heart to others, doing something for someone might be a way that, um, you know, serving might be a way of, of helping us in those moments just to refocus and not be so focused on self, but at the same time, you know, giving of ourselves, which, which does end up filling us up. Um, so I love all the suggestions that you made and then, uh, you know, just finding what works for you. Cause you know, what works for me is not going to be the same as what works for other people. And so, um, I think I've heard you say one time, you know, if you, you try something and it doesn't work, you know, you try something else, you know, you keep, you keep seeing what you, what you, what works for you as a rhythm to your life. And then, um, and then implementing it. Right. That's the importance of being flexible because, um, we, we do, we just get bored. Everybody's different. We, you know, some people might think that you have to do something at a certain time every day, but, you know, base it, base it on yourself. You know, some people aren't as alert first thing in the morning. Some people might feel more alert, let's say to study scripture, read the Bible midday. Some people might be, right. you know, more alert in the evening. So just think about who you are and when you do your best work, when you do your best processing. I love that you talk about like the social, because that is also part of daily self-care. And when we're thinking about Jesus, Jesus could have done everything on his own, but he chose mm -hmm. 12 disciples. He, you know, again, he modeled, we're not supposed to do it on our own. We're supposed to have community. We were, we were designed for connection, connection with him first, and then connection with other people. And so that social aspect of self-care is very, very important. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes people think that self-care is just about self, but it's not. I mean, it's about, yeah, it's about, you know, yourself, but it's also about your connection with the Lord, which is a fellowship, the first fellowship, and then your connection with others, which is a, which is a fellowship too. Right. Absolutely. Yes. And, and I think as long as we're talking about Jesus, um, this is something he did often. You know, when you read the scripture, it said he often went off by himself. He mm -hmm. often prayed. He often rested, you know? So I, I think that, yeah, I'm going to model him on that because I'm a total rest person. <laughs> you know, I totally believe yeah. in rest. 
But as we're also talking about C.S. Lewis, and um, just today I ran across a quote that I think really kind of fits in here. Um, so um, it was a, it was a one sentence quote, but then somebody else added the two preceding sentences to that quote. So I'm going to do it the way with the complete context. So let me read it. It says, good and evil both increase at compound interest. Mm -hmm. That is why the little decisions you make and I make every day are such uh, are of such infinite importance. The smallest good act today is the capture of a strategic point from which a few months later, you may be able to go on to victories you never dreamed of. And when I read that is, when I read that, what I get from that, it's I don't have to do this dramatic change. All I have to do is just one little thing every day, whether it's self-care or anything, right? But particularly now we're talking about self-care and soul care. Just one thing small as it may be, you keep doing that. And in a few months, mm -hmm. it will add up. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was really powerful because mm -hmm. we tend to just live in a generation where it's like, you know, somebody reads a book and they, they want to, they want to do everything in that book, you know, and I've never been that type of person. Like um, some gals in our next level moms groups just recently went through um, the ruthless elimination of hurry. And I had actually done the videos prior to them. And we don't have to go through that study and do every single thing the um, teacher said, but we can let it inspire us to grasp what would work in our natural rhythms of our lives and our families' lives. Mm -hmm. and our work lives, et cetera, et cetera. Would you girls agree with that? Tell me what you think of that. I do. I agree. I, but I, I believe the most important thing that we can do is offer every little bit of our day to God. We are being bombarded by things in the world every day. And that the more that we offer, the, the more he's in us. That's right. Well, yeah, yeah, the more you're walking in fellowship with them. And as you walk in fellowship with them, like, you know, things don't seem as bad that could be bad. You know, things don't seem as hard that could seem really hard if you're walking on it in your own strength, trying to muster up the energy to do the things you need to do. Whereas with your walking with the Lord, like it's so, it's so easy, honestly, to have peace and joy mm -hmm. in the midst of challenges. Right. And our own strength, our engine combusts. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and I think we're all guilty of that. So I, I, I want all our listeners not to go away. Oh, they have it all together because. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, a lot of this is I don't know about you guys. I've done it the wrong way or I haven't, you know, connected with him or, or he has I. I you know, something that comes to my mind is I just remember a period of time where he was saying, you need to pray more. You need to pray more. You need to pray more. And I heard him and I thought I was actually listening, but I really wasn't because you know what he did? He drove me to a place where all I could do was pray. 
you know? Mm -hmm. So I obviously was not listening to him. And so um, I've done plenty wrong. I don't want to rat on myself, you know, this whole episode, but I just want our listeners to know that, um, you know, we're just, you know, talking from our heart and talking from our experiences and things that we're doing. And self-care is something that I have recently been convicted of. Even though I am a big rest person, I think rest can kind of be different sometimes than self-care. I don't think that they're both the same thing all the time. Would you agree with that, Michelle? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think rest, rest is part of self-care, but it is not all of self-care. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I can, I can be having a busy day, a very, very full day and still be ha- doing self-care and soul care, like in the midst of the busyness, because I can't stop the things that I'm doing, but at the same time, I can, I can, I can still pause Right. And take those moments that I need to and create those rhythms that are going to continue me forward in the busy things that I need to do in the full day-to-day stuff. Yeah. And you do, you don't feel as tired. You don't feel as worn out by the end of the day and you feel it, it's, it's amazing when we do add those rhythms. And like you said, just, just the pause. I love that word, the pause again, of just saying, Jesus, I love you. That's how long did that take me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Faye, I think it's funny that you said, um, do you have it all together? Because I don't remember, I don't know if you remember, but that was the first question you asked me when you met me. You said something about, oh, you know, do therapists have it all together? And I was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) We're human (laughs) too. And that spurred on our friendship, but it's also spurred me to say to clients that come in to meet with me, you know, I'm human too. Yeah. you know, adversity doesn't discriminate. I have my own issues. I'm a guide. And I think it helps people feel a little more safe. Yeah. And I, and yeah, I do remember asking you that because I used to be so naive. I mean, like I thought seriously, everybody that went to my Sunday school class never argued. They all were like happily married. Everything was, and then that you know, my husband and I were the only ones that like, you know, disagreed or anything. So yeah, I've, I've come a long way. I'm kind of proud of myself. <laughs> that, was like, way. that was almost 25 years ago. I know. I hope I've come a long way from 25 years ago. So, so um, I'm asking this question for a friend. Okay. Um, this friend of mine wants to know um, that she's recently read that studies show that when you live constantly worn out without taking a little time to yourself, even a few minutes, you can grow to resent those you are caring for. Like, I think she might mean her teenage kids. I would think that might be what she's saying. So some may think that putting yourself first may be selfish. What are, what are your thoughts? I know we covered the about it. We know it's not selfish. But do you think that you can grow resentment to those around you if you don't take time to yourself? Yeah, right. Remember the oil, the impurities that damage it? Same thing with faith, right? So again, your faith requires choice to remove the impurities in our life that damage the cardia. So absolutely, I think that it means making that choice to not just rest, right? You do need the rest, but also to do these other elements of self-care on a regular basis that will help you with your soul. 
help you feel more energized, give you more peace. Think fruit of the spirit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Are you thinking anything, Amy, there? Well, I was just, you just brought up in my mind, like I ran through the fruit of the spirit in my mind. And I was like, yeah, I would love to live with more of those mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, what are some ways that I can? Well, here's some ways that we can, you know, taking some time to create some rooms in our day that are going to, you know, give us that connection to God that we so desperately want and yet are drawn away from because of all the things of the world that pull at our time. Yeah. Sorry about that. We got a little glitchy there, but I think we caught most of what um, um, Amy was saying. Um, are there any last thoughts that you girls want to um, leave our listeners with today? I guess I just would like to say, can you hear me? <laughs> that, um, <laughs> that wasn't what I wanted to say, but I wanted to say like, it just, it, we are all on this journey and we're all somewhere on the journey. And some of us have figured it out in some areas and not in others. And then others of us have got it great in those areas, but not these other areas. And so I feel like one thing we want to be super careful of is taking ideas from other people and implementing maybe what they do is great if it works for you, but not judging ourselves based on what someone else does. And so I'd never want anyone to go, you know, look at her. She does this. It works for her. Well, that's going to work for me because that's not necessarily true, but like really even just using prayer and praying and not using prayer, but praying and asking the Holy spirit, you know, please guide me, give me wisdom in the ways that I can put rhythms into my day to draw me closer to you, to draw me closer to God and, and then implementing those. And if you hear good ideas from other people and they don't work for you, you're not a failure. It's not a bad thing, but, um, but just finding what works for you and doing it and then forgiving yourself when you mess up, you know, and not feeling like I have to get it right the first time. That's a good one for giving yourself when you mess up, being compassionate with yourself. You know, I sit here and I develop this daily self-care check, but I'm not perfect with it, you know, and, and sometimes even after I write it up, I realize, oh, I have to change it up. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it might vary week to week. Some things can be more consistent. Some things might be a little bit, a little bit different. And Again, it depends on the personality of the individual. We often think about Jesus going away in solitude. We know that he fasted, but not a lot of people talk about him singing, you know? Wow. And, and so that's an important part of soul care too, is, is music. If that is something that gives you that feeling that God is with you, gives you that feeling of love and and to me, it's that feeling of, I, I want to run to more, not, I have to do this. Yeah. I love that you just brought up music because, um, recently I've, you know, I have a senior and, you know, there's a lot of emotions going on. And just last week I was listening to a song that I totally love. And I was saying to the Lord, I'm, I'm saying those words because I love the song. But God, I, I don't feel those words mm -hmm. and it doesn't feel like that. 
So mm -hmm. I was actually using the song to talk to him to go, it does not feel that way. So I think that you can even use music like that. Just like, oh, I love that. I love that Faye. Like, you know, for me, I've never thought of it that way. Music moves me. The lyrics move me. And I will sit with tears with the lyrics because I am so in awe of them. So in awe of God in those moments, but to think of it that way, like, Oh, I don't feel that. I'd like to feel that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, um, I, I want to um, wrap up this um, session with asking Michelle what we always ask our first time guests. And that is um, what has God done lately to bring you to the next level? Mm. So I talked about that in the very beginning, right? That I'm a listener. I'm not a speaker. And that I think God is moving me toward speaking more because it's outside of my comfort zone. But even in doing Powered by God, I really feel like this is just the tip of the iceberg. I feel like, you know, I've given you this extended metaphor, but I think there's so much more to it. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, that is so good. So listen, everyone, um, make sure that you check out Michelle's website, arcardia.com. And I'm going to let her spell it so that I don't mess it up. So it's <laughs> A-R- k-a-r-d-i-a.com and yes. so you know r means movement towards a-r and then cardia so that would be the cardia that i described at the beginning of the podcast moving toward our cardia that's i, I love that so much i remember when you were first sharing this with me and please follow her on instagram for more insightful and encouraging um tips and in, um, like I said, insight, search living Arcadia right. to find her there. And don't miss a thing that we're doing. Uh, follow us on Next Level Moms also on Instagram and Facebook. Visit our website regularly. And for our South Florida listeners, watch for details because Michelle is coming to South Florida <laughs> January 2024. The exact date is January 27th. So if you live in the South Florida area, you don't want to miss this. She talked about it a little bit, the word resilience, and that's what we're going to focus on. We're super excited about that. So until next time, I love being with you girls. Bye, Faye. Bye, Bye, Amy. Bye guys. Have a good day. Thanks. Thank you for having me. Thank you to our sponsors, the Social Mind Center and Basenji Adventures. Check out Social Mind Center on their website, socialmindcenter.com, and the Basenji Adventures YouTube channel for lots of cute dog videos. Join us next time as we spend time together to connect, equip, and inspire each other.